0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broski. Hi, Ken. What up? How are you? Not too bad. How are you? What are you doing currently?
1: Currently, I'm about to take a uh, nice mouthful of Jameson
0: whiskey. Why you prefaced it by saying the whiskey? Because I could have gone a different way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, welcome back, everybody. We appreciate it. And
1: washing you. that down with Dirt Wolf.
0: Dirt Wolf. That is your go-to. Because the last podcast we did, mm-hmm. you were drinking Dirt Wolf.
1: Yeah, 2X and Dirt Wolf are usually my, my
0: top two go-tos. God, give me this. We're going to go right out of the bottle, too, because... what as well, it's been a little while. And we both had a very yeah. long fucking days. was not even long days. It's been like a long fucking month or two. It's been a long... You know how the holidays are. 2019. Holidays are like, yeah, it has been. It's been a shit show, to
1: say the least. Honestly. I'm pretty sure holidays is my least favorite part of the year. Dude, it's
0: well I mean at least stops work for you like slows down but the family thing ramps up fuck especially like this is your first like real year like with your kid that it's been he's aware of what's going on and he's not just like a piece of gnocchi that just sits in a crib and just like you throw a blanket around (laughs) yeah he got a bunch of gifts but I could've
1: just Easily gave him a cardboard box because he's not that aware. Right. And uh, I think he had more fun with the cardboard boxes than he did with his actual gifts.
0: Probably, because he has no idea what's really going on. He's like, oh, this is just plastic colorful stuff that I'm playing with and not really sure what's going on. Exactly. Oh, good. Well, so we're back again with another episode. Um, we're kind of just going to catch up a little bit on what we've been up to, what we're trying to improve on. Uh, we had some people actually reach out to us on Instagram. And pose a couple questions that they wanted Kenny and I to answer. So we're going to get into that. And then also kind of just update you on anything we're doing, what, like, media-wise, I guess. Like, TV shows we're watching, movies we've seen, stuff like that. Just give you what we've been up to, what we've been doing, what we're trying to get through. Um, So how was 2019 for you? Actually, do you want to just talk about what you're drinking? I mean, we already, like, talked about you're drinking Dirt Wolf.
1: Um, Yeah, Dirt Wolf. It's one of my go-to beers. Uh, I think it's like 8.7% alcohol. Tastes really good, but it's only one of my, weirdly enough, it's only one of my go-to beers in like the fall and winter. I don't drink Dirt Wolf pretty much out of the cold, outside the cold months. But why? I don't know. I don't know if it's like the werewolf on the front of it that just makes me think of fall and winter.
0: Because winter's coming? Because it's Game of Thrones? And it's Halloween, so you got both,
1: fall and winter, but I just like can't drink that beer in the... uh, spring or summer I can't do it yeah I probably won't have it every I probably won't have it after January really probably not probably not from January to probably won't have I it feel from like January you will. to October probably not dude. probably just go back to 2x for my go-to. I might
0: just stop drinking the entire month of January
1: literally or February yeah I mean, right. or January and February. No, I can't
0: I can't do it in February because I have to go to Vegas in February for a yeah, like you don't want to be in, sober for that trip. Industry convention. Yeah, but see, the only thing I'm worried about, though, is that if I don't drink in January, and my tolerance You won't be drops, ready for Vegas. Yeah, I have to, like, prep for Vegas and, like, build up my tolerance so God I go God knows there. what will happen. And I don't have, like, an episode of The Hangover where I end up on the Yacht. Uh, as long roof. as nobody finds out. It's true, but yeah, there's a lot of people from Pittsburgh that are going to be at this industry wide, and shit will get uh, back. Yeah, maybe you uh What happens probably. in Vegas will not stay in Vegas. Yeah, should It'll probably
1: be- not. Uh, you should probably just keep it easy. Yeah, but you know me. It's Vegas. True. Vegas just like, poof. Just go do your own thing. Don't tell anybody. Just disappear. I'm just disappear.
0: Be, might not be a good thing, though. Because if I disappear, then nobody... Clouded dust. Just poof. Just don't say anything to anybody. So, I picked up a six-pack of East End Brewing. Which I, Have we had East End on this before? Uh, I've never had East End ever. I think we... I swear we have. I don't Maybe. think. Now, I, mean, was I the could first be wrong. We I don't had, um, Was Mindful. Dude, I have no idea. Yeah, it was Mindful. Um, but no, so I'm drinking the big hop, which is 5.8%. Which, you know me, that's like right in my wheelhouse. Like, yeah, I know. That's right in your wheelhouse. It is. I was drinking, what was I drinking last night? Breckenridge Brewery. They're Nitro Irish Stout. Are they was,
1: out of Pittsburgh, too? No, Breckenridge is Colorado. Oh. Uh, Breckenridge is. What you know? am I thinking out of uh God, it's not. It's right up 28. What am I thinking of? Grystals? No, the town.
0: Bracken. ridge There's uh, okay. a Brackenridge. This is Brackenridge. There's a Brackenridge. It's like 20, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like right before Natrona Heights. I think, yeah, it's all the of Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if you were going brewery or if you were actually going to city. In. You, the, I thought the city might have a uh, brewery there. I don't you know. never know. They could have. Um. So no, it's called the Big Hop. It's an American ale, and uh, it's pretty good. It tastes. It's not like, it's pretty hoppy. I don't know how it's not categorized as an IPA.
1: Um, What's it categorized It's called The fucking ale. Big Hop Ale Really it's weird
0: It's weird And it tastes like an IPA And it drinks like an IPA So it's not bad I mean I don't know I'd say it's a B I mean I could drink A fair amount of these I would take the Nitro Irish stout from breakfast. Okay. I fucking hate stouts. So good. I hate no, stouts. See, I don't like the stouts that much if they're not the nitros. But the I nitros just hate all stouts. Because I had that and then I had the Left Hand Brewery um, milk stout. I just don't want to drink a cheeseburger. Oh, Dude, it's not like drinking a cheeseburger. It's
1: pretty fucking close. Dude, you're
0: on drugs. It's like drinking my used motor oil. It's so much better than. Remember that? Alright, so Kenny's brother recommended this. Beer called Dad's Nuts, which yeah, it's called Dad Nuts. Good. Now, I think it's from Fury Brewing, which is out his way, um, North Huntington kind of area. Um, and he loved it. Yeah, I even told him I hated it,
1: and he was like, What the fuck's wrong with you two? It's his brown ale, it tastes ale. like you melted down like oh, dude, it was so bad chestnuts and then fucking drank. Oh, it's
0: you know? very nutty, it it's really is nutty, mm-hmm. but no. So, we're drinking um, that, and it's a brown ale that they age in a uh, rye whiskey like barrel, dude. It was
1: horrendous, horrendous.
0: Yeah, so we tried to make that a uh, featured selection on this, but Kenny and I both couldn't stomach it. Now, there's people that probably could drink it, and they probably do like it, like your brother. Me, for instance, I had, like, I didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, bleh, 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 bleh. this is disgusting.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it at all.
0: Not even a little bit. So, <laughs> so that didn't make no I matter. didn't think we finished. Like, did we even no, finish it? we didn't, because it came in a growler, like a 64-ounce growler.
1: Nah, I came in a fucking... It wasn't 64 ounces. I 32. mean, it was an
0: oversight. Yeah, I think it was 32. But we basically took a swig out of it from the bottle. us.
1: we were drinking for
0: like eight hours before we tasted it. Last Sunday? Yeah. yeah, that was the thing is we already had a nice buzz going on before we tasted we and it. We still didn't like it. it still tastes like shit. Yeah, because that's always the rule of thumb is you drink all the good stuff first. And the stuff you don't want to drink, you drink that last because by that point you don't really care what it tastes like. That stuff was disgusting.
1: Ugh, horrible.
0: Yeah, so cold nominated that. Sorry, that was a Cole. swing
1: and a miss. That was not good. I would not recommend that. He likes a bunch of like weird ales and porters and stouts, though. I just, and I like the porters I and the stouts,
0: but that was just not good. I don't know what I it, think it was an ale, wasn't it? Um. Yeah, brown ale. Yeah,
1: that's so, like,
0: so, yeah. ale. Right. So how was 19? Uh, it was good. Besides these last month and a half of just, all right, professionally, how was 19? Not um, personal dealing with Christmas and Thanksgiving, which I can't believe is already the end of 19. It I seems know. insane to me. Like where the fuck did this year go? Mm. Like you're gonna be thirty next year. Mm. It's very depressing. We've been out of school for I've been out of school for ten years now. It's very depressing, right? Like where the fuck did the time go? We were, yeah. like, we were at the liquor store today picking up um, this bottle of Jameson. We we're both like didn't even get carded. Didn't you? And she didn't even like she think didn't about think carding about us. Carded, no. Like it wasn't even like I think like but, should I or shouldn't I? It was like yeah, you guys. Were good, it was obviously. not even a thought. Yeah, I'm like wow. Oh. Apparently the moisturizing I'm doing isn't working.
1: Nineteen was good, um, but super busy. The highlight was probably going to Montana, uh, Idaho, Wyoming. That was a shitload of fun. What else? I guess winning the two thousand eighteen salesman a year that fell on nineteen. So like that, that was pretty cool. So if you were a betting man, what do you think your odds are for winning? I don't know, man. Salesman. <clears throat> I should. De- I'm definitely up there for talk. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll do back to back, which. You no, know, I think they should because this isn't communist Russia. So,
0: <laughs> so you I would, think if they were, if it was just based off of stats and not making sure that I people th- didn't get butt hurt? Yeah,
1: I think I would. I would uh, do a repeat, but I don't know. You never know. what Companies nowadays, they you know they might want to spread the love a little bit. But I uh, had a killer year, big big growth again this year. Said uh, th- finished very well. Obviously, I'm, I'm up for talks for a repeat. So I obviously did well. Um, got promotion. That's always dirt. Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, professionally, everything I could have asked for really in 19, it was was a great year and uh, looking forward to the love meadow in 20.
0: Is there anything about, like, what you did that you think that you could kind of get better at going into 2020 or, like, one kind of thing that you really want to pinpoint as focusing on in 2020 to really grow in?
1: Yeah, I think you can always get better. Uh, I want to get better at, like, organizing in organization uh, is that a, kind of just how I run my territory I have a zone plan so I'm in like each uh, I'm in each dealer every so often like every you know I have a six basically a six week rotation where I rotate and see all my customers but when it gets hectic like uh, Q4 around Father's Day that's kind of our hectic times of the year Father's Day really? yeah like, oh hell yeah it's a big year, time of the year for us Um but you you know once it starts getting hectic you kind of deviate away from the plan so I want to I want to make sure this year I don't go crazy those times of the year I stick to the plan I stay organized and don't let my territory run me you know, I run my territory and, and keep it simple and uh, you know keep it simple stupid that's like boards I live by I'd rather work smarter not harder so I want to get better organized uh, stick, stick to the plan I want to get back to uh Taking jur- weekly journals on conversations I had, what I could have said, what I didn't say, what could have went better, what could have worked, what didn't work, and keeping nice, and I I usually keep a, a pretty nice journal log for kind of like my daily task and what I, what took place and like I said once you get busy it kind of falls by the wayside by. October,
0: November, every year. Yeah, you're just flying by the seat of your pants, yeah. and, and uh, I don't want to do that this year, so I want to keep. Uh, well, it's always going to be chaotic. It just there's nothing you can do about it, but it definitely helps when you have. Yeah, but you can times. still instead of getting off your plan, you can still stick to work to plan, plan to work, and yeah, if you at least have a good foundation of what you're trying to establish and a good framework, it makes it a lot easier to deal with those chaotic times because you know how to handle it, opposed to going just putting out fires twenty four seven.
1: Yeah, and it's a. I try to keep all my goals tangible, so I don't know what my number is going to be yet. But uh, I want to have you know like th- three to four days a week of reflection, whatever I, number I land on, and then I'll put that on a board in my office so I constantly see it and look at it as a reminder. Because I don't want to keep it broad and just say, "Hey, I want to reflect and and uh, keep a journal on like my daily task and what I accomplished, what could have went well, what didn't, blah blah blah." You
0: want you know I want something tangible they're a lot more achievable and things like that opposed to just like you said a very broad thing like if you go Mm -hmm. hey I want to work out okay well what does that mean? Exactly. I want to work out you know three days a week like you said just in like a different area it's a lot easier to achieve that and like check that off your box opposed to like putting it off last minute and going like well hey I did it but you half-assed it Mm -hmm. but no I think review is a huge thing too yeah because if you're doing things and you're not actually looking back on it and reviewing on how they went and what you could have done better than how you actually growing.
1: Yeah, I want to keep that to a weekly task, and then uh, keep my coaching calls, which I always have to a, a basically a monthly thing. Keep those going. Uh, I want to also this year, whether it's a uh, book on tape, because, you know, I travel a lot, or mm-hmm. or reading, I want to do at least a, a, at least a book a month. I think it's extremely doable.
0: Because that's one of my things going into next year so I want to read more. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. Because just, I think it's just growing your library, like your brain library of how much information you have that you can pull from going forward. And the more you read, the more yeah, you're that's actually. That's exactly what I need a bunch more. More stuff floating around your head. You're there. actually just having this conversation beforehand how you're just an extreme wealth of random, uh, random useless knowledge. Useless knowledge that nobody you would never need except for, like, if you're having trivia night. And yeah, you're literally. like, I know who on the World Series tonight.
1: We uh, were talking about how much a. Uh, Technical hunt would cost. for those guys that
0: don't hunt. Like basically, what it is is you have um. It's your like bow. a
1: virtual reality game where you shoot. You basically shoot at a projector screen at the end, twenty yards away, and you get more points depending on where you. Hit yeah, and the you enemy. shoot
0: like your actual bow with actual arrows and everything like that yeah. into this.
1: It just has like dummy screen, tips on the end, so they bounce off. Which the is a lot screen. of fun. Like oh, it's blast. so much fun. He thought it was ten grand. I was like, not a shot is thirty four thousand like five hundred and it we sounds Googled like a it. random
0: number <laughs> google it it's like thirty four thousand five. and at some point yeah it was like a podcast you came across or some stupid thing where it was like Hey, look. I don't even know where I heard it or saw it or looked it up but I guarantee it was on it. like some kind of hunting channel or something like that it was probably like, like Joe
1: Rogan's podcast or something um, yeah, but t- yeah actually I think I I think I retain more knowledge by listening than I do actually reading
0: it <laughs> Well, I was the way actually. my brain works. I was reading something that says, and I've been actually trying to make it more of a habit, is that people retain a lot more information when they actually write it down, opposed to oh, definitely, it. definitely. I feel like when I'm typing an email, half the time it's just like robotic where your just hands are just mm-hmm. going where they are opposed to when you're actually writing and my handwriting's atrocious. That's so, why I mean, all those journals I talked about I don't like write them on my phone and shit. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So, people make fun of me. They're like what are you doing? Like people that ride with me. Yup. Because uh, literally I use literally a notebook and uh, not that they log much information but if any information they do it's like on their phone or on mm-hmm. the tablet. I, like just like reading books I order a hard copy of books. I just like uh, tangible things. I don't. I don't like the uh, the digital aspect. Like even you you know you read a Kindle. I read I get a hard copy book of pretty much everything.
0: See if there's a book I really 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 like. Um, like I have that Dale Carnegie book, "How to Win Friends and Influence People." I have that similar of uh, "Not Giving a Fuck" by Mark Manson. Someone's gonna say Charlie Manson, but I was like, ah, no yeah, way, it's that's a serial killer. That's um,
1: probably uh, he probably gets even less fucked.
0: <laughs> but um, no, but. Those books that I like really, really, really think are a great tool, I'll buy them at hardback. But the thing with the Kindles, there's, I feel like there's so many books out there right now that... Oh, uh, dude, it's ridiculous. And Kindle, you can literally buy one for like 12 bucks mm-hmm. Opposed to, if you want to buy a hardback, it's 30 And a lot of times, I mean, yeah, if you want to buy it off of Amazon, they have everything. But I like going <laughs> to like Barnes and & Noble and searching around and actually...
1: See, I covered. don't read random shit. Most of what I read comes off a of recommendation what, off of somebody I know. Or mm-hmm. even if I don't know them, it's somebody like... I respect their opinion. Whether it's like Jocko or you know somebody we listen Jocko. to and follow, until like this, they say you know more than once this book's awesome.
0: Yeah, i you tried I'll buy the book. You um, you read Masashi, right? Uh, I listened to it. Yeah, and you didn't like it, did you? I
1: mean, I got the idea behind it, but it just didn't really.
0: It's basically about the samurai warrior. It just really didn't keep my interest. Basically, it's it the, about the, discipline, the book was about right? was his, his
1: uh. It was called, fi- like, the Five... I wish I didn't name it. It was 5 okay, so that something. was a
0: different one, because there's actually one called Musashi. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, no. I wanted to find that, but they didn't have it on that, okay. that app. This was the Musashi's book, and it was the Five rolls or something like that. Yeah, discipline and all, to being a samurai. Yeah, and uh-huh. I just couldn't fucking get into it. I understand it's all about discipline, but I just could not... I would recommend for
0: anybody that's listening, um, you know I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss. I think Tim Ferriss is just incredible. I like incredible. some of the shit.
1: He's the publisher on that book I gave you today.
0: Is he? Yeah. No, Tim is incredible. I think some of the stuff is like insane he does. Like I'm like no no, normal human being. He worked the four hour like the four hour so body.
1: Goddamn lazy. Like, Him? No, I would be. Like if I didn't you have made that much money? No. If I just didn't have that enough structure to my day. Like I feel like I'd just be so lazy. Like, I if I definitely... worked if I only worked four hours a day, I'd feel like I'd have to figure out how to structure another you know 48 hours something else to be
0: productive oh well, that's what like his book The 4-Hour Workweek I love everything he does Tolls of Titans um, Tribe of Mentors which Tolls of Titans for anybody that's actually read it or is looking for a good book basically what it is is this giant book with little excerpts from all these people he's interviewed on his podcast The Tim Ferriss Show and it's basically like for instance Arnold Schwarzenegger about him coming to America from Germany and he was actually a bricklayer for, like, a little while. No, and whenever really. he was doing, like, Mr. America and all that stuff. But it'll, what it'll do is he'll have little... I think com- it's Mr.
1: Universe, but go on.
0: Whatever. All right. Mr. Universe. Go on. Okay. That's fine. I misspoke. Wouldn't be the first time this has happened. Cool. Um, but, like, little commentary from their podcast that, like, give you some insight and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, Yeah, and I really like it because it's something, like, right before bed. <clears throat> you're not trying to get into, like, a 300-page book. Dude, if, if I was before bed...
1: I don't give a fuck how good the book is. I'm snoozing, dude.
0: Yeah, but doesn't it kind of... It helps me. I know, like, reading 4 bed helps me put me to bed, where, like, I can, like, calm down a little bit, because it gives you something else to focus on, opposed to all of the voices in my fucking head that are just, like, chirping in there, like, did you do this? What about this? Are you doing this? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, you know, all your anxiety, all your insecurities and everything like that just start popping in your head at 10 p.m. Yeah, I'll be snoozing.
1: When I listen to shit before bed.
0: Yeah, so he, I, I'm a huge fan of him. Or I'd be read shit before bed. And uh, I read the 4 or, you know what? I bought the four-hour work week. Really? Yeah, and I, well, that's, it was like, I, I can't, it like get into it. 10 bucks, uh, yeah. You bought it before you read it. I mean, yeah. You like it. No, I don't. Yeah, I didn't like it. Either. I didn't like it. I read it, and I was like, this is stupid. It's basically telling me how you should work less. And I'm like, I can't do that. Um, that's just not how I'm wired. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I love most of the things he does. The 4-Hour week. that was not one of my uh I just feel favorite. like I'm so lazy. I need more structure to... Well, that's why I write down to-do lists, like, every single day. Like, physically yeah, write do them too. down. I
1: usually, well, I usually write them down the night before.
0: Well, I do have a notepad on my nightstand. Because you ever have, like, random thoughts in the middle of the night? Dude, always. That's, I do, That I'll put digitally on my phone. Dude, that's on my notes on my phone. I just don't feel like moving,
1: so I'll just put it on my dude, phone. Dude,
0: it's crazy. I'll yeah. have, like, I'll be laying there in bed, and I'll have this, like, Spark of inspiration, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh shit, I gotta write this down because you know what happens is then if you don't, the next day you can, you're like, I had this oh, no, idea. What wrong? was it?
1: Did you ever not read it, not read enough uh, detail? And you're like, oh, i remember these four words will spark my memory. Yep, and then you're like, What the fuck does salt, cheese, and onions mean? Like, yeah, some random like, ass wait, words. Wait, where did this like, come from? Why yeah. was this?
0: How was I supposed to put this together to <laughs> yeah, come up with this I great idea? It happens to me all the time. I'm it's like, funny though, where you have these like at 3 a.m. These sparks of genius. Yeah, it's so weird. No, how but that and he wake happens. up the next morning. I've had it a couple times where like I go, "Fuck is wrong with you?" No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> like that's a bad idea. Like what the? But I'm with the principle. No, you're that...
1: probably drinking that night.
0: Oh, definitely. But I'm of the mindset of to get good ideas, you also have to come up with bad ideas.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, course. look if people that's... like
0: invest or companies yeah, or anything that's like obvious. that, they'll have nine bad ones for every one good one. So I just i'm I like to at least put them all down on paper and come up with an idea and like, hey, look, see what happens in the morning. But yeah, writing them down helps immensely. Um, So like we talked about at the beginning, we actually had a few people like reach out and ask us a few questions about sales management and stuff like that that they wanted Kenny and I to, I don't know if answer, but just kind of have our opinion on. Um, And then one of them was like, so I mean, Ken, I guess this is kind of a two-part thing um, and it's something that you and I can both kind of talk about, is like how many people may meet their sales quota? And is that very management-driven, or is it salesperson-driven?
1: Um, or like, I it don't just, even like, think management? I even begin to guess how many people hit their sales quota. I guess it would just differ from... This was just, damn. I guess it would just differ from, uh, sorry, I was chasing a one and a half year old around all
0: goddamn day today. Dude, I don't want to hear it. I started out my morning by. Dude, I'd much rather work. No, no, no. I didn't get to work. You know why? Because remember, I called you at 10 a.m.? And I was like, hey, I'm going to go to work. And I went outside of my truck. and. Dude, that's horrifying. Dude, somebody. So the apartment building I live in, there's a lot across the street that everybody parks in. It's got cameras, it's got lights, it's got a fence around. And somebody came up. And busted in like six people's windshield or windows to try to rob them. Yeah, it's super dude, they beat. stole twelve dollars in chase <laughs> out of my truck, like twelve dollars. There was Everybody like shattered your, your window for twelve bucks. Yeah, and there was like a couple thousand dollars, like golf set, golf club set in the back seat. Didn't touch that. They're probably just like random fucking punk kids, dude. I I'm thinking it was drugs more than anything. Like yeah, oh,
1: I guess. But why wouldn't they just take your golf clubs and pawn them? Because, all right, how are you going to get away
0: with it? You can carry him down the street. Yeah. You're going to look really weird walking down the middle of the street at 3 in the morning with a set of golf club. I'd love club. to see that. Surveillance <laughs> yeah. I was
1: actually talking to the cop, and he was telling me, like, you know. Dude, this is the second time you've been robbed.
0: And it's both times when I've been living in the city limits. Yeah, I know. When I say I'm moving to the middle of nowhere, yeah, I, that's, that's my next place. I don't want anybody to know where I live. I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere where the only people around me are cows. But I was talking to the cop, and he's like, yeah, last week somebody robbed the Dollar General, whatever it is, at like 2 in the morning. And he's like, there's no way in hell somebody's walking down the street at 2 in the morning with a bunch of bags of just stuff. He's like, lo and behold, driving down the street, and there's some dude in the middle of the street carrying grocery bags full of shit that he just stole. I'm like, how stupid are people? He's like... Dude's probably be. high on some. Oh, definitely. See, so, yeah, that was my morning where it started out at 10 a.m. where I was like, hmm, my driver's side window's so be. busted. in. And on top of the fact that yesterday I had to rewrite 100 checks for all of our field employees. Also be Because our girl accidentally selected. We got a new um, checking account in our company. Or a yeah, new bank. So... You have to select it or like manually. Dude, I was so them. pissed at that lady. I wasn't pissed. I mean, dude, accidents happen. And I know, she really was like, so God visibly upset. Damn, it, I don't want to do this. Anymore. I felt so bad. So there was like three of us, like writing out these 120 checks by hand. Yeah, it's so beat. And you don't write that many checks, like at least kids our age.
1: No, I gotta fucking Google it every right? time.
0: It, but the, it wasn't I'm even like that.
1: which one's a routing number, which one's a check. No, the thing which that, that fucked me
0: up was where the, the fuck it, does this go. Always, whenever you gotta write out the numbers, and there one was like twelve hundred bucks, and it was like $1,000 and yeah. 200 thousand and two. I'm like, wait, no, it's one thousand two. I'm like, motherfucker, there was like three of them. I fucked up no, trying I, to actually write them out longhand. I'm like, I
1: gotta Google them every time.
0: I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. What is wrong with you? So that was um, my day. So this morning and yesterday. So yeah, to say that 2019 has been a shit show would be a uh, vast understatement. So next to Wednesday. Right, twenty twenty. Let's go. So, anyways, so what do you think about uh, what pe- were you asking me? Um, people, salespeople, that meet quotas.
1: Oh, I don't know, dude. I guess it would probably go by. Uh, I guess it would probably go by industry or company. I I really have no idea. Um, I know that. I mean,
0: for the majority of companies, they're performance based jobs. Um, All right, I have a question for you on this. Do you think management? and This is an entirely opinionated, like just thing. Do you think management sets quotas so people hit them? or they don't hit them? Like, obviously, you're setting a quota so that it incentivizes people to work harder and to hit the number. Obviously, everybody has a yearly sales number they want to hit. They're setting all their salespeople things. But do you think they send them unobtainable?
1: I don't know. Let me get to that in a second. It's a long conversation. Let me get to that in a second. Um, The first part of the question, do a lot of people hit the sales goals? Uh, And I said it's a a performance-based job. So, like, I would think that you, most people would have to at least come close, you know, at mm-hmm. least a couple quarters in a row. Um, but I don't really know. Each each industry and company is probably different. However, I've never understood the fuck you outside doing of sales how you uh, – there's, like, there's nothing – I don't want to word this. If, I feel like any other position outside of sales, there's nothing – Tangible that you can be graded on that you bring to the table.
0: Um, I would disagree. Like with that. Like my, my... For,
1: for rough numbers, if my quote is ten million. I finished at five. You know, I suck. Yeah. If you,
0: I don't know. If you're a fucking accountant, like how do you know yeah, if yeah, you're a you know. good accountant or not?
1: That's upset. How do you? Know? Yeah.
0: Like I mean, I know. Or at least if my... you're
1: in like marketing.
0: Yeah, how do you know? How do you know? Well, I would guess that you'd be customer and revenue, how much dollar amount you're bringing in every year. Like and If you're marketing,
1: you're not bringing any fucking dollar amount. Yeah, and
0: like something like, you're okay. You're not directly tied to anything. You're a graphic designer. So you, how do you know if you're a good graphic designer? Exactly. Like, there's nothing a... What?
1: That's what I always...
0: And that's understood. why I'm in the industry. I am, especially, because it's a performance-based thing. Like, for us, we don't have sales, but our project managers are graded on, here's your projects, here's what we get paid to do them, here's what we did them what for. What more should you bring? Yeah, yeah I get ex- all that. That's
1: outside of that how 100%. do you grade a fucking
0: bank teller yeah
1: <laughs> or how do you grade yeah, I don't know your labor like if he just sucks I guess you gotta
0: listen to the foreman that he's yeah I mean that's pretty simple it's a performance where somebody goes this guy sucks and you go okay that's that's fairly simple and it's word of mouth well but like what
1: if he works hard he just sucks yeah I would take work because ahead. like it's sales like if you work hard you suck. you're
0: still getting fired yeah, but like in my field, if you're labor and you work really hard, I would, say, and you show up every day, you're well, probably not getting fired. No, you have a job, even if you're yeah. like not so, that so, great. So I'm saying, like, I think it depends on the industry. Okay. Yeah,
1: All right, if you're a secretary, like,
0: I mean, me, me, no me looking up at, emails. Yeah, but there's people like secretaries would be like, you're just, I don't know. I just feel like it's hard to grade people on tangible, without going on without, a tangible, without having tangible things to actually grade them on. Yes. It's hard to actually How review the fuck people do you grade
1: them on, like, if you're a fucking like phone service for Verizon what is it saying, how many like, stars phone, you get on like, your <laughs> survey like I don't know whatever um, especially like marketing I, I don't understand how all you, I mean all you do is spend money in that like all you do is spend money mm-hmm. but there's no tangible to how you bring mm-hmm. money in mm-hmm. so how what do you get graded on? Uh, yeah I don't I
0: don't know how you do that I mean I don't either something where it's like okay because like your you boss s- likes you so you keep like i don't yeah I don't it's know. like you get sit down at the end of the year and be like here's a spreadsheet here's what you did this
1: dude i used to work for he was uh we talked about it a few times on, on the podcast we had a guy in marketing and him this was like years ago and they always butted heads and uh i remember this one time he's uh he's passed now so it's nobody currently at the company but i remember uh years ago he was arguing with this guy from marketing, and the guy from marketing was saying how important he was. And uh, this guy goes, all right, let me stop you there. Sales keeps the fucking lights on. Right. You just make them look pretty. So stop. Right. And I was like,
0: oh, my God. So anyway, what do you think, so, like, management has any, like, right for people? I mean, like- it's,
1: let's just to cut the argument short. Let's say they – because they could either set your goal obtainable or not obtainable. So – just to not go down a rabbit hole um, of unobtainable goals. Let's just say they hit you with a, a good obtainable number. I've had good managers, I've had bad managers. While they don't really help you hit your current goal, cause like really, what are they gonna do? If you fly them in to run your meetings and your customer's not gonna um, respect you, they're just gonna go over your head to your boss every single time. Yeah,
0: it takes away all the power. It takes away
1: all your team. power. Anytime they need anything. They're going to think you can't do it, especially if during the meeting your boss bends over for you. Yeah, because they're like, oh, your boss has to handle this for you because you're not responsible enough to take care of it. Especially if your boss is a dick and bends over for these people and it just makes you look incompetent and like you have no power. Especially if your boss bends over and just takes
0: it up the table. Yeah, especially like something like, hey, we want this product for... X dollar. And you
1: say he, you can't. Do we can't do this because you're just yes. going by the
0: book, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, look, I can't do this." And then, and then your then he boss says, like, "Of yes. course." Your
1: boss thinks he's doing you a solid by giving you that sale. Nice, no, fucking you over the law.
0: Yeah, because then all of a sudden the company's be like, "Well, 100%. obviously, if I need to," and then negotiate you just sit there look like, "Dude," and, and you, you just look like a fucking. Then idiot. you can't negotiate from their own with that company. Be so like, "You're obviously not the final say yeah. in this whole thing." 100%. So why would, I, why would I go to you? Yeah, it's, it's like if you're yeah. very degrading when people do that.
1: Um, so where I was going with this? Yes, if you get obtainable rule, if versus unobtainable. So if you so you get your goals obtainable, um, well you know if you have like a, I always I judge my managers on or bosses whatever on like what they can teach me. Mm-hmm. So if you have somebody that's uh, very knowledgeable and wants to teach, that's a good boss. While well, wow, he's not gonna help you like land big deals really on your ride along, unless like. Well, that's why I think. Unless like, you're lacking skills in that department, and you need him to close the deal. But like, really, he should just be teaching you little pickups along the way. And that's why my thing would be that I think
0: management actually does have a big effect on quotas, due to the fact that a good manager understands. Let's say you have. I'll a Also, definitely does not have a big effect. Well, definitely not a big effect. It has an effect, maybe not a big effect. An effect, I, I don't think it's small. I don't. It's like definitely in, think it's big. I'd say it's in the middle, mm-hmm. because a good manager, in my opinion, you're also a superstar. At what you do. And like we've talked about previously, yeah, but not, not like everybody's lucky a deal
1: enough or teaching. Okay, but don't of you think a good manager
0: can like kind of take a step back, look at the person they're managing, understand what they're good at and what they're not good at, and understand their deficiencies and take the time to develop those deficiencies so that they can get better at what they do. So they. You're get also somewhere.
1: talking about a rock star manager who also doesn't have his assault to the fires. Do you think he's going to have time?
0: There's a fine line between... But a good manager should also understand somebody that's not good at something and put them in situations they can succeed. How the fuck are they going to do that if you're in a, a, a territory you're... St- what do you mean? Like, put, what kind of situation are they going to put you in? They're going to lower your quota? No, not even that. But if they're better at doing one thing opposed to the other, they should put you in a situation that you could be better at. How? How?
1: If you run a territory, what situation are they going to take you out okay, of? Okay, yeah, you're, you're in on?
0: something like where you have to... But,
1: okay. That's what everybody's going to be in
0: are going to be in the set Yeah, you have to be a jack base. of all trades for whatever you're trying. If you're a territory, you have to be able to do everything well. Yeah, but so that's no okay. One, that's what I'm saying. All right. So what are they, they can't
1: take you out of it and they can't coddle you. They can't hold your hand. And that's what the majority of people want, which absolutely drives me fucking crazy. But What's that? A lot of people like want handheld and um, a pat on the back. And I'm not saying you need to be a, a dick by any means, but you also need to. You need to. There's. A, I feel like there's a fine line. You need to hold people accountable, but you also need to help people grow. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere down that line. But just because somebody sucks, you can't not feed them to the wolves. Like when this. Um. I'll save that for later. But, um. <laughs> you, yeah, you can't just you can't just coddle people because they're good at something and bad at something. Because their their whole territory is so different. And, and we're talking sales. That's what we're talking. You can't just give them, like, you know, for rough numbers. Say they have 10 customers. You can't just give them five because that personality works with them. Mm-hmm. And take away the other five and run it yourself. So, like, at the end of the day, how much is management going to help you? Yeah, I was
0: blessed with an amazing yeah, okay, manager who that, still
1: does coaching calls. And, you know, he taught me a lot.
0: Yeah, but shouldn't that guy figure but, out why you don't get along with those five other customers and find a way to I teach you and also, grow you? He also has 15 other people he's Well, that's around. not – but that's – a good manager, though, understands his people he's managing, their flaws. And goes. I'm going to build you.
1: No, I think a good man. Part of that, but I think a good manager inspires you. Because they don't inspire you, they're just talking at you, and you're not going to retain mm-hmm. anything. You think this guy's a dick, and you're never going to listen to him. So I think a good manager inspires you. Know what you get and inspired
0: then, though, if somebody's willing to take the time to actually teach you.
1: Also, these people are You know, your manager's only going to be with you maybe once a quarter, mm-hmm. maybe once every two months. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I can see. So that. So you, I think you need but they're going to see you, but they can still, they're just a phone call away. Need,
1: yeah, but I think you need way more more. Uh, yeah, but my coaching calls, I don't ride with that dude. Like, mm-hmm. I've ridden with that guy in four and a half years. Okay, but how often about It's all self, yeah, but it, uh, what we talk about is all self-reflection. On what
0: you're doing and what you can get better at. Yeah. Yeah, because he's understanding what you're doing and he's trying to get you better. But
1: it's all for my work. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's all self-reflection. Yeah, like and he's I helped, think that's developing helper, a
0: relationship. A good manager develops a relationship with his people so that they can get to know who they are, what they need to get better if at. If you can't get to know yourself, how the fuck is the manager going to help you do that? Well, because people open up a lot more. Because a lot of people, first off, you're also assuming that people are willing to look in the mirror. You're assuming that people are
1: able to look in the mirror and then open up to their manager. And the manager is going to say, Adam, I think you're this way. And they're going to say, okay, cool, you're right.
0: And then okay, self-reflect. But, okay, no, I'm not going to be like this. It makes
1: no fucking sense. Where the
0: salesperson will go to the manager be like, so last night I took a bubble bath and I did this and all these. No, not open up like that. What I'm talking about is the guy can have a conversation with somebody in. To be a manager in kind of a high-end person, you have to be a little bit of a sociopath and modify yourself so that So I can, completely disagree. You can get. To, what? Completely disagree. How? I think you need to be empathetic. And understand where they're at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's not a sociopath. How not? You have to be able to also manipulate yourself. Sociopath you didn't give a fuck. But also, wouldn't you also be a little sociopathic, be able to manipulate your personality so you're not being your true self. You're being the best version of yourself to suit that person at that time. No. Really?
1: I think You just have to be empathetic and genuinely curious.
0: Okay. I think you need to be able to modify yourself, though, and change personalities. I don't think so. Really? Because there's people in my office and I approach everybody differently due to the fact of who they are. Yeah, but you should still be – your wording can be differently, but your personality shouldn't really change. All right. Maybe you can have a different topic. But no, because you have to be aggressive with some people, laid back with others. Like you have to change your personality a little bit. Like in – not just go, hey, I'm going to have the same personality and word things differently. You're going to – No, it's not change your personality. It's just change your delivery. Okay. I mean I can kind of see that, but what I'm saying is like different people that I manage, I approach them all differently. And no, while they're not gonna tell me who what they're doing on a day to day basis. Are you changing your delivery or personality? Probably changing my person I mean like I will talk about different topics and I will approach things differently with each individual one of them because I know how they respond differently. You know I mean one approach it
1: differently, but I don't change my some people some
0: people will be more productive if you give them the whip or you know what I mean the stick opposed to the carrot. Some people like the carrot. Some people just are more productive with the stick and you have to kind of modify how you talk to each one of them based I off of who they see are.
1: How they your personality. But we'll just agree to disagree and move on.
0: I'm a laid back person usually, but sometimes some people I can't be and I have to be very for forthright and up their ass and just very like, just different than who I usually am. Because that's what they respond better. I think to. it's
1: changing your delivery.
0: Okay, I mean, you might be right, but changing I think you have to. I
1: think if you're you have to approach a genuinely a different... nice person, now you're just genuinely going to be a dick for no reason. If
0: yeah, but some, if, oh, Yeah, out. but if you're genuinely nice to everybody, and some people will take advantage of that, and some, but some people will be like, "Hey, you're a good yeah, guy." I think it's changing your delivery. You're stern with some people, and you're not with some people. I'm still going to deliver the
1: same message, just in a different tone and speed. And it's going to be the exact same message.
0: Yeah, but it'd be, would it be the way that you would do it if you were home? It's going to be a different yourself. tone, a different speed. But it would, be would that be the same, same way you would if you were delivering the message to the wall? If I was in delivering a
1: message to a guy that's dominant, I'm going to be short to the point, mm-hmm. bing, bing, bing. If I'm delivering it to a guy that needs to um, like really breathe in information, then.
0: I'm going to give them all the... It's going to be the same... Yeah, but you're going to modify thing. yourself, though, to accommodate that person. No, I'm just going to modify no, the information I give them. No, you're going to modify yourself and how you do things as to accommodate that person.
1: Here's what I'm going to modify. If you're a D, I'm going to sit forward, talk a little bit faster. If you're some guy that needs to analyze, I'm going to sit back, talk a little bit slower. That's it. Okay. i give you a little bit... One guy more information than the other guy. That's it. That's it. I guarantee you... If I had, I think I guarantee if I had to deliver bad news to all my, every, let's say my top 10 customers, I had to deliver bad news. I guarantee if you sat in my meetings, all the deliveries would be pretty much the same, just different speed. And just is like basically just different cadence and less or more information. That's it. Be the same fucking message.
0: Yeah, the message is going to, okay. I think we're kind of talking about the same thing maybe I'm wording it poorly, how... Or you could just be sweating uh, hairs over the... Message, or but over what I'm saying is, like, okay, a good manager changes himself, his delivery, whatever it is, to accommodate different people. And he doesn't approach every one of his salespeople, whatever it is, the people he's managing, exactly the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's what I'm saying is, like, a good manager would be able to... They're still not going to make you self-reflective. Yeah, but if you get somebody to have some trust in you, then they'll be able to open I up a little bit think... more. They're, but they're going to open up more, and then you can understand what makes them tick, right?
1: Yeah, but they're still not going to self-reflect unless they want to. Unless they want to get better, they're not going to self-reflect. Why do you think you have people that do the same thing? Yeah, but
0: if you observe, you shouldn't need them to self-reflect. You can be able to sit there and understand what but you're
1: they're... are not going to be there to observe.
0: Yeah, but you if, can look at their performances, you have, and you can have phone calls with them. If you have 14 people across the whole country, how are
1: you going to be there to observe their whole... Every conversation, or not, you have you to go that. off of what they say. Yeah, and if they're not self reflective, they're not going to give you the whole picture.
0: Okay, but don't you think that if you have a little bit of trust with this person, then they're they'll... still not
1: going to give you the whole picture? If I say, say, perfect example, say I'm not hitting my quota, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not self reflective, whose fault is it going to be? Everybody but me, everybody but me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have to have, if you're a manager, you have to have somebody below you that's going to be self reflective and say, Hey, you know what? This is what I'm struggling on. Can you help me?
0: Okay, so that might lead into a, another question is like, what do you think is the biggest indicator of success for a salesperson? And when I say indicator, I mean like personality.
1: I always say hardworking, but I think there's a few traits you need. think. I mean, I mean Whoa, is that the same thing as hardworking? Say yeah. hardworking. Um, let's say hardworking and uh, self reflective, for sure, self reflective. I would just ask the same question by somebody I work with kind of what. You know, somebody knew, and they're like, how have you had so much success? You know, what do you what do you think your biggest uh, contributor is? I was like, well, I'd never slow down. Like, I, <laughs> I work all the time, whether it's on myself or, you know, whatever it is. I'm always trying to
0: get better. Yeah, everything you do is basically career-oriented.
1: Yeah. And uh, that led me kind of into self-reflection. I'm like, dude, literally I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks full of kind of journal entries, and I read them. And I kind of pick them apart, pick co- part conversations. Should I said that worked? Should I said that was stupid? And I'm constantly self reflecting. I'm reading. I'm listening. Um,
0: oh, you have to be a hoot, like or self reflect you have to be a huge critic of yourself. Yeah. And under, but that takes. I don't. That's just such a. I think, and especially
1: even reaching out to like like I said, I, got, I do a coaching call once a month. How many people do you know that do that? They found something that's way better than them. Yeah. And nobody. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell them, all. I'm like, find somebody. That can mentor you. Most people that are nice people, if somebody comes to you that, you know, isn't performing or is just starting out or whatever and they say, hey, you're having a lot of success. Can you help me? Let me, like, once a month talk to me. They're not going to say – most people aren't going to say no. I would agree. No, most people are going to say – especially if they're – like, most really successful people that got there on their own and didn't ride coattails – they're going to be somebody helped them along the way that mm-hmm. coached them or taught them, and they're going to be willing to do it for and you. And they're not
0: insecure about themselves. They're like, "I'm not going to teach you this because you might take my job at one point." Exactly. They're going to be like, "Hey, I want to help the hands." Exactly. So somebody
1: helped there. them, and they're going to want to help you. Yep. And always, that's a big thing. I'm always constantly self reflecting on what I could have did better. Like in 2019, I wrote accounts that, uh, you know, kind of fell by the wayside because I got too busy, and you know, that that was like in the lost column mm-hmm. like got busy got off my plans they organized got off my plan they could have grew more and they didn't because I, I didn't give them enough hand holding throughout the year because i got you know busy sidetracked or something yeah yeah like um so yeah i think i think i think hard working and self-reflection i think self-reflection is huge i would
0: agree like that's how i am and that's kind of, one of the thing i'm getting into like 2020s, i'm looking at myself and realizing what deficiencies i have personally and what, who I can reach out to, what I can do to improve on those. You know, what I mean, like, hey, there's things I'm good at, here's things that I'm bad at. What do I have to do in this bad category to get myself better? Yeah, you know, what I mean? with who I'm reaching out with about like emotional maturity or like development, because there's definitely a lot of things that I deal with where, you know, when you're younger like us, you're not as well thought out as you were whenever you're 60. Sometimes you're a little more egotistical and yeah, you want absolutely. to be like, I'm You, the gotta, biggest,
1: go, you big, gotta have like confidence. You kind of you gotta check your ego at the door, also.
0: Yeah. So and you know, hey, I try to check my ego at the door, but sometimes that doesn't always happen. So that's like one I'm trying to work on. Like 2020 is understanding that that emotional maturity is something that I need to develop more. Not that I don't have it, but I, it's something I get better at. But then who do you reach out to? And that's what I'm trying to do is like reaching out to people about trying to develop that and grow that, and not trying to reach out to people that can help you with things you're already really good at because it makes you sh- yourself feel good. Like, Oh, Hey, look, I feel better about myself because I'm really good at this subject. Mm-hmm. I'm reaching out to somebody that's, I'm really bad in this. And I'm not, the first couple conversations I'm going to have with this are going to be very tough. Cause it's like, you need to do this, this, and this better because you suck at this. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to be willing to work on yourself.
1: That's why I think finding a mentor is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody's going to help you and
0: call you out and, and help you self-reflect self-reflection is not the easiest thing to do no it's not it's not even just business but just in life and just being able to sit back and take a look at it and go shit i'm really bad at my marriage or dating or whatever it is and finding a way to be better at it
1: yeah i think the worst thing you do is uh make
0: excuses oh fuck yeah and then build yourself up in your head like hey it's not my fault it's everybody else's and it, or, exactly. Oh, dude, I know there's so many people that are. It's just, Majority of people are
1: going to be like that, especially that whole victim mindset too. Like, if you're not me. hitting your number, most people are going to find excuses to why not self reflect, look in the mirror, and say, "Hey, what am I doing? Am mm-hmm. I not? A, do I have a great relationship with everybody?" And you know, you could be a guy that has a great relationship with all your customers, but you're not hitting your goal. Well, you're probably not asking for the sale. Mm-hmm. You're probably just there to be friends. Or but you, you can get yourself in the door. So, like,
0: you can get yourself in the door, which is a positive thing, but you can't close, and yeah. that's a negative. So how do you work on closing it? Because yeah. you're really good at
1: one thing. Yeah, you got to have self-reflection to understand. I that. always tell people,
0: you got to be able to look in the mirror.
1: Yeah. Like, when I first started, I was super, like, all i got to do is hit a number. When I first, you know, when I first got here, I was 24. Jesus, we're so old. <laughs> yeah, I was 24, and... uh it was all about like, I want to be number one. I want to be number one. So I just didn't care. I was doing whatever I could to hit the number. And after like a year or two, I was like, all right, I need to get better at being empathetic with people, with customers and truly helping them being a trusted partner with them. And that's what I, you know, always try to get better at. And that's how you build trust. And that's how you ask for the sale. And uh, that's how you feel comfortable with the sale. Like, you know, if you're, being the trusted advisor that you should
0: be very comfortable
1: with asking mm-hmm.
0: for the sale. Yeah, and that's what I tell people that it, like we buy from. I'm like, I need you to be an ally for me, and somebody Absolutely. that's going to benefit a, my company. A
1: thousand other things going
0: on. You want a specialist to just say, "Hey, yeah, you take care of this," it. and I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. And it's one of the boxes I just check and off. And when of.
1: somebody says that to you, you got the
0: keys to the castle. Oh yeah, and I, I mean, the companies that we rent from or whatever we buy from. I was like, you're an integral part of our company. And if I can't trust you and you're not helping me benefit or you're not benefiting my company. Now, if you
1: say that to somebody and they still fold,
0: God damn, dude. Mm-hmm. Get a new job. Well, they're, no, I, I'm i very blunt and I've actually got like really good feedback from like sales that come in my office. I'm like, look, I don't know you. I don't trust you. as you should. Well, you're a very big part of what I'm going to be doing. And if you fail, I fail. So you want me to put all my eggs in your basket and I don't even know you. And most of the guys are, it's hilarious. Most of them be like, well, nobody's ever told me that. Like, nobody's ever that forward about things. They're most like, okay, we'll see what we can do and try to work things out and blah, 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 blah. And they're not, like, straight, like, to the point. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, when I look from people, like you're saying, when sales, you need to be an integral part of what that company's doing. And if they can't trust you, well, then... why are you there? Exactly. No, I mean, I think that was a really good one on uh, business. I think it was some good banter back and forth. I don't know, Ken. That's all I got, dude. Let's tie it up. It's a... Uh, I need a beer. Late Saturday night. I know we've cut down on the alcohol consumption on this. The Clemson-Ohio State game's on. Turn TV on, so I want to see the score of that. Last time we saw Ohio State, was a Molly Wobbing Clemson. I'm sure they still are. Which I wouldn't have suspected that. That's everything I got. Can't about you. That's all I got, dude. Let's let's peace out. So, everybody, thank you for listening. Here's another episode of Beers, Bur- Bourbon, Business, and Broskies. Thanks, guys. Enjoy yourselves.